again, everybody. This is Kyle Nedenrip from the Indianapolis Star, back with our Preps podcast. And uh, today I'm joined by Trevor Andershock of the Indiana Basketball Source. And uh, we're going to be talking uh, high school basketball today as we are about two weeks into the season now. Uh, last weekend, pretty much the first full weekend of, of high school basketball as it is. There was about, you know, probably 75% of the games played so far uh, that were originally on the schedule. Uh, looking through uh, you know the schedule of the last two weeks, so you know pretty much a, a, a the the biggest weekend we've had of high school basketball. Trevor and I were both out at the uh, Ryan Owens All State uh, uh, Sneakers for Santa shootout. That's a mouthful at Brownsburg on Saturday, and uh, really some 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 good basketball. A lot of basketball it was uh, fun to be in the gym again. I got there for the second game. Uh, about midway through, and then uh, stayed there for the for the remainder of the day, and uh, right away. And Trevor, we just we'll kind of start there. We're also going to talk about the uh, forum tip off classic coming on Saturday at uh, Southport. Some of the same uh, teams we'll see again this weekend on uh, at Southport. But uh, first, wanted to start with that uh, sneakers for Santa shootout, uh, Trevor, and probably the the performance of the day was was right away the the second game uh plainfield beat north central uh 66 56 and you know leland walker obviously a, a big name in the 2022 class for uh, north central uh but really the the story was ian scott and his uh, 43 point uh, 16 rebound effort and uh you know i got there like i said i had to it would be somewhere else on, in the morning and, and got there at about, right about halftime. And, uh, you know, Scott had already put up 20 points in the first half or so, something around there and then finished it off with a really dominant performance. Uh, this is a guy I thought going into the season would have a big year. Didn't expect 43 points, though, Trevor. What were your impressions of Plainfield and, and, and Ian Scott in particular? Yeah, like you said, uh, I knew Ian Scott and I knew he was a good player, but I was not ready for him to put up. 43 points against a, you know, a pretty good North Central team with a little bit of size inside too. But he was just dominant from start to finish. Just being able to, you know, take that that dribble handoff or kind of just face up in the 15 foot range and attack off the glass or off the dribble. He also, you know, posted up and cut to the basket for layups all day. So ended up being 19 out of 26 from the field against North Central, just insane efficiency. Like you said, I mean, that was the performance of the day for me, just the way he was able to score pretty much any time he wanted to and, and just consistent throughout the game, too. You know, a lot of times you'll see a guy put up 20 and a half and then go scoreless in the second half or something, but you know, he put up 21 in the first and 22 in the second half. So just a great performance. And like you said, playing field also wasn't a one-man show that day. You know, they had solid contributions from Aiden Boer and Cale Vandenbush as well, just kind of filling in those spots when Ian Scott wasn't scoring, which, you know, wasn't too often. But still a solid overall performance for playing field to beat a, a star-studded uh, North Central team with Leland Walker. Yeah, and you mentioned Aiden Boer, and I thought he was uh, really uh, pivotal. You know, and again, I only saw the second half, and North Central was kind of making a run at him. Uh, in that game, and, and he handled the ball really well. And, uh, you know, that's something Andy Weaver pointed out after the game is, you know, obviously, yeah, it was great. You know, we got 43 points from Scott, and uh, you're certainly not winning the game if not for that. But, uh, you know, Boer uh, handled the ball really well. They had you know, had a few turnovers here and there in the second half, but weren't, weren't uh, you know, 
weren't afraid of North Central at all, and I think that was that was a big uh, win for them. They're four and one now. Their only loss uh, was to Pike, and they were without Ian Scott due to a, a contact tracing, uh, you know, scenario. He had to miss that game, but you know, other than that, you know, that this is a team that I kind of like going into the season. Their starting lineup, you know, you mentioned Kale Vanderbush, who you know, very athletic uh, junior, uh, about six foot six. And uh, Ian Scott and Boer, and uh, you know they've got some good pieces. Gardner and uh, um, you know just just a good starting lineup. Maybe not a super deep team necessarily. Uh, Aiden Moyer's another player in that lineup, but but a team I think that uh, you know in that sectional, you know, and, and we'll talk about some of the other teams uh, here here in a few minutes. But you know that's a team I think you know has had kind of been knocking on the door of success the last year, last couple of years. Uh, you know, and could be a team that that could break through and uh, and do some damage this year. Yeah, and like you're saying, you know, Boer did a good job against North Central's pressure, but I also like just their overall size gave them that ability to throw over the top of North Central with Boer's good size, and then Aiden Moyers, like you said, and Ian Scott and Vanderbush. I mean, those are all really big high school players, so they were just able to kind of throw it over the top of the, the smaller North Central team. North Central, what what were your impressions? They're, they're not going to have uh, uh, Theron Johnson's not playing uh, basketball this year, but you know, still, I think a team that's probably you know, in a lot of these teams that we're talking about so early in the year, some, for some of these teams, it's their first weekend of games, and that was the case with North Central. Uh, they had played Tech the night before and won that game, uh, pulled away late in that game, and then uh, this was their second game turnaround, played right away on Saturday afternoon. So. You know, for for some of the teams we're talking about, and there are, there there definitely were some moments of sloppy basketball, and, and some games that were were pretty sloppy. But I think that's to be expected uh, in early December, especially under these circumstances where teams miss practices and games. Uh, but but uh, overall impressions of North Central and where you think uh, where you think that team can improve. Yeah, I think uh, it wasn't a bad showing for them. They just missed a lot of open shots. Um, they were getting good looks against. Playing field zone, but they just weren't falling, especially in the first half. Um, you know, Leland Walker didn't have a shot going early, and they kind of fell behind there. And like you said, they made a good comeback in the second half, but Ian Scott was just a little bit too much. That's I, I like where North Central is going to be heading. It looks like they're going to pressure the basketball, you know, all 84 feet this year under Jason Gardner, and kind of push the tempo a little bit more. But um, overall, I think they're going to be a solid team this year with Leland Walker leading the way. Yeah, I think their uh, their big players are kind of a you know maybe a little bit unknown. Shiloh Jackson, six uh, eight senior, I think uh, you know he could he could come along as the season goes along, and then Joey Brown, six uh, six uh, sophomore, you know, kind of going with those guards that uh, that we know, you know, Walker, B.J. Williams. Um, uh, Jalen Clark, Mike Elliott. Um, Elliott plays more of a kind of an inside and out uh, type of position, but uh, pretty good pieces there for Jason Gardner. And, and uh, you know they'll they'll have some uh, you know some games coming up here this week. They play HSC, I know this week, and that'll be an interesting game. But uh, kind of rolling through the schedule, I want, wanted to kind of jump to the last game then of the night was uh, Homestead and, and Cathedral. And that was a game I think uh, I'm sure Jason Delaney felt like, you know, we, we probably should have had that one, uh, had a late lead and uh, kind of let it get away. But probably the second best uh, individual performance was uh, Luke Goody uh, for Homestead. 
Uh, had a great game. Had 34 points uh, in that one. I believe at nine or ten rebounds, and and I thought was probably the best. You know, I, I hadn't seen him play a lot for Homestead. Uh, probably only once or twice before this, but I'd seen him play a lot of AAU basketball, and uh, this was by far the best I've seen him play. Uh, he just looks. He, he clearly has gotten stronger. He said after the game, he's put on about you know 20 pounds of of, uh, of muscle, um, you know, since last year. So that's I thought that was pretty clear. Uh, and I thought his overall game just uh, he just looked a lot better. He's a guy that yeah, I'd be curious to see what he does the rest of the season. Uh, but a big win for Homestead to come down, win that game in double overtime, and then uh, you know on Goody's performance, I just I thought he was uh, pretty outstanding all the way through that game. I second your opinion. That was the best I've seen Goody play, just, you know, top to bottom overall game, where he was just hitting shots and, you know, long-range twos. He was getting a bunch of those, hit a big, couple big threes, and then was just automatic from the free throw line going 12 out of 12. Um, I think he hit the last six free throws the icy game for him in that second overtime against the Cathedral. But just his overall game, like you said, he had 10 rebounds, five assists, didn't turn it over. Um, and then just, you know, was drilling shots in that long two range. You know, he had a couple fall-away jumpers, and then he came off screens a couple times and buried, you know, 15 to 18 footers. So I definitely second your opinion about the best I've seen Goody play. And overall, Homestead's going to be a good team. I had them ranked fifth in uh, 4A coming into that game right behind Cathedral uh, with Goody, uh, Fletcher Lawyer, Purdue 2022 commit, and then Andrew Leeper, another uh, you know, 6'5", 6'6", forward for him. So they're another team with just great size and know how to play. And, you know, classic Chris Johnson team up there that they're not going to beat themselves, have some shooting and, and good overall size. So the Spartans are definitely a team to watch up in uh, Fort Wayne. Yeah, Fletcher Lawyer uh, transfer in from uh, uh, Clarkson, Michigan, uh, Purdue recruit. He had 20 points in that game too, and uh, you know I thought he 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 fits in really well with what they what they do and and a good shooter. And then Grant Simmons, who you know only had seven points in that game, but he hit a huge three, uh, pretty well guarded actually to to tie that game late. And, uh, you know, that was a, you know, Goody talked after the game about how, you know, they they, they were 0-3 last year against Indianapolis area teams, and this was one they'd kind of been looking forward to. And I think a good confidence boost and, and I think shows where Homestead uh, can go this year. Uh, Cathedral, I actually saw them twice this weekend, Trevor. They beat uh, Burbuff on Friday night uh, by, uh, I believe it was about 10 point, uh, 12 point win in that one, uh, 70 to 58 and then, uh, come back and, uh, would have been another nice win for him. Couldn't quite close the deal. Uh, Tayshawn Comer only had seven points, which, you know, I didn't think he played a terrible game. He just, just didn't score much. And, uh, Vincent Brady led them with 17, uh, Jalen Johnson, I believe had 14 in that game, but you know, that's a, it's a, it's a really athletic and long cathedral team. Uh, Pete Moe is, is, as Delaney said on Friday night, is, is not with the program, uh, as of currently. So, uh, he'll, he'll, you know, that, that will be a piece that they'll have to, uh, to fill, but, you know, regardless, I think a, a cathedral team that, you know, I think I picked them to win the city, uh, going into the season. And, uh, I think that'll be a battle with addicts, obviously, but, uh, but I think it really, I was overall this weekend was, was pretty impressed with how the Irish looked. Yeah, I was kind of looking back. It's still hard to believe that cathedral didn't pull out that homestead game in regulation. 
just miss a couple free throws and then Olmstead making the big shot late. But, yeah, uh, Cathedral is a really good team. I like their overall balance. Jackson Edwards, the junior wing, is having a really good season for him. He's having a breakout year. And then, like you said, without Pete Moe, they're going to have Jake Davis step up, who played a lot as a freshman last year. Now as a sophomore with good experience, he played well um, against Homestead. And then uh, I always like seeing Xavier Booker, high upside sophomore for him, 6'9", um, really good college potential kid. And with Pete Moe not being there, he's going to get more playing time at the team. So it'll be good to see his development throughout the year. Yeah, that's a good uh, a good point on Jackson Edwards. He was he's really uh, coming along a junior, uh, kind of similar to Jalen Johnson last year, where you didn't you know didn't know what to expect really, and then he came out and had a really good year for Cathedral. So, uh, very balanced team up and down, uh, and and still good size even without Pete Moe. I think they ought to uh, Cathedral. You know, if you had a student section there, they had should have the Jake Davis charge meter. Um, you know, going throughout the season, I think he's already up to like five or six this year. But uh, he's a good player. I, I think he's a he, he'll be an important piece for this team uh, without Mo. And uh, you know, he can step out and shoot it a little bit too, uh, in addition to his defense. But and then Jerron Tibbs also, who's a, who's another football player and only a sophomore. So pretty deep team uh, altogether. Uh, Trevor, the um, you know kind of the the mo- most interesting game, just from a game standpoint, maybe was that Cathedral Homestead game. But another really interesting game I thought was Lawrence North and Hammond, fifty two fifty one. It felt like Lawrence North was was about to let that one completely slip away. Hammond was up by eight with about five minutes left, and uh, Lawrence North then kind of got on a little bit of a roll. Uh, C.J. Gunn had a had a big three uh, and a couple other. Uh, you know, free throws and, and another bucket there during that run. Uh, Shamar Avance kind of stepped it up a little bit as well. And uh, Lawrence North survives. Hammond uh, missed a shot there at the end, had a, had a about a 15-foot shot uh, bank off the glass and missed. Uh, I was impressed with Hammond. I, I wrote a little bit more about him uh, after the weekend, uh, in the weekend wrap-up, that, uh, you know, they're 3A team, but, uh, you know, very much uh, was in that game. And, you know, I think with the, the personnel they have, uh, you have to think they're going to be a, a serious contender in, in for the 3A championship, along with you know anybody else on their schedule. I think 4A, 3A, whatever, uh, with the guard play that they have, and then uh, Daryl Reed, a, a six-seven uh, senior, was really impressed with his you know just overall athleticism. Didn't have huge numbers, but uh, definitely capable of, uh, of being a big piece for that team this year. But what overall thoughts on you know that game? Uh, what Lawrence North looks like, and then uh, you know on on Hammond as well. Being the first game for Lawrence North, I was uh, kind of expected a little bit more out of them, even though it was their first game, just because they're so talented and brought back most of their team from a really great team last year. But it seemed like it took them a little while to get their rhythm. But finally, they uh, behind C.J. Gunn and, like you said, Shamar Avant started to get going down the stretch to pull that game out. But it just didn't seem like they had a rhythm for for most of the game, they didn't have anything clicking offensively. They weren't getting out in transition very much. You know, you know, a lot of that's due to Hammond's defensive pressure and just overall game plan. But um, I did expect a little bit more from Lawrence North in their first game. Uh, for Hammond, you know, they were one of the top three A teams last year. Returned most of their team except uh, Jamar Styles. 
four of them that graduated. But they, they brought in a couple transfers, and like you said, they played really well. Reggie Abram had a big game with his 18 points, six threes. Um, Sean Burris was really good off the dribble for him. So they have a lot of pieces, and like you said, Daryl Reed inside the force, he's shot blocker and finishes well around the rim. So they have all the pieces to make a run. I think in, in 3A up north, I think the, the path to getting far in the, the state tournament is going to be pretty open for them. Um, not too many other great 3A teams up there. So the Handle Wildcats are definitely a team that's, that could be poised for a run uh, later in the season. Yeah, Reggie Abram had uh, it seemed like Lawrence North just couldn't find him, and he he had uh, yeah. six threes in that game. And then Sean Burris, who he transferred in from the Illinois side up there, and uh, I thought he was really impressive as well. Had sixteen points, and uh, I you know he he was a tough tough matchup. Uh, and you mentioned uh, Lawrence North. You know, I I just I feel like you know they're they're missing. You know, a couple of important pieces, and obviously one of those is Tony Perkins, who was who was you know runner up for Mister Basketball last year, and you knew that would be a big loss. Um, you know, and you know really, and I know Omar Cooper didn't score a lot last year, uh, but with him being out with the ACL injury, you know, I, I kind of looking around watching that game, and I'm like, man, what are you know what what's kind of the the difference here? And you know, to me, uh, Cooper's such a, a good glue guy, a good defensive player. Uh, you know, kind of gets the ball where it needs to be. I went back yesterday and just kind of looking at his stats from last year, and he only averaged about three point seven points a game. But you know, he was he was high up on the team in rebounds, high in assists, high in steals. Uh, his shooting percentage was really high; he didn't take bad shots. Uh, so that's that's you know. And I talked to to uh, Omar after the game, and you know, he's still going to be on the sideline and be part of that team. But you know, not having him uh, for the course of the season probably a bigger deal than uh, maybe we'd give it credit for, knowing he's a football guy and a big-time receiver, but at the same time, a really important piece uh, for that team last year that won't uh, be available for him this this season. Yeah, no doubt. And I think part of that, kind of with Cooper in mind, is last year it seemed like each guy knew their role and knew how to execute it at a really high level. Um, in that first game, it kind of seemed like everybody was trying to figure out where they fit into the team this year, so... Like you said, without Omar, that could be part of the part of the reason why they didn't look so crisp in that first game, too. Yeah, and I, not to read too much into it, it was their first game. I thought C.J. Gunn, as the game went along, uh, you know, he asserted himself, ended up with 19 points. And, you know, it is, you know, we, we kind of uh, probably take a closer look at Lawrence North just because the expectations are so high. But, you know, at the same time, it was the first game. They play Lawrence Central on Wednesday – uh, I think that'll be interesting to see. That's always a rivalry uh, game that uh, you know seems to always be close. Uh, although last year was, well, we thought it was going to be close, and it, and it wasn't. Lawrence North really uh, had their number, beat them three times last year. But uh, I would anticipate that'll be a good game. Uh, still, really, obviously, Lawrence North ranked number one in the state for a reason, and uh, expect them to uh, to look better you know, as the season goes along. Uh, Trevor, there were um, you know three other games. Uh, and, and I think another really interesting one was uh, Attics and Warren Central. Again, it was kind of you know, a weird game. It was, you know, at times, uh, you know, just kind of a sloppy, I would say. Um, you know, and there were lots of technical fouls called there. I think there were six uh, technical fouls called in that game. 
you know, one was for uh, six players on the court. Another one was for a, a ball getting bounced uh, up in the air and, and uh, you know, just, just kind of an odd game altogether. But, you know, Addicts comes away with a, uh, a 10 point win, a game that they trailed. Warren was up by 12 at the end of the first quarter, uh, but just kind of an odd, you know, game of runs. You know, Warren, Warren had a couple stretches where they just could not score at all. And, uh, you know, and Addicts took advantage, took advantage. I thought, you know, in a halftime, I thought, you know, they got to get the ball to Jalen Carson a little bit more, and they, they did that a lot better in the second half, and he didn't have big numbers. I think he had nine points uh, total for the game. But, you know, it's a team that, you know, Chris Hawkins has talked about. You know, if we play, you know, we have good size this year with, with Carson and Hooks, and, and, you know, we can go to those guys, you know, more, uh, you know, and have that advantage and maybe play inside out a little bit more. And I think I think they did that to a certain extent in that game. But uh, overall, just kind of a weird game. I'm not sure to take – too much away from it other than you know addicts uh, played well in the second half and was able to pull that one out yeah the intensity was off the sh- off the charts that's for sure yeah but, yeah neither team really could find the uh yeah their offensive flow in the half court i think everything came in the in transition for the most part and you know i, I like both teams going forward it looks like Warren Central is going to be really tough to beat with Malik Stanley and the uh, Sean Black and those guys are hitting outside shots like they were uh, early in that Addicts game. If you can take that away from them, force Stanley off the three-point line, it looks like uh, they'll have a little bit tougher time scoring, but um, just overall really good good squads for both teams. Like you said, Addicts, I mean, Isaiah Stafford was really dynamic in that second half. And yeah. He scored 18 of his 22 in the second half with a little bit more under control, took better shots, and you know really paid dividends for him and Addicts. So um, just the overall weapons for, for Addicts is really impressive. You know, Q-Shot Ware really didn't even play in that game after after getting the tech for throwing the ball down um, in the first half. So that's another weapon for him that they didn't even really utilize in that game. So both teams should be in contention at 4A, I would say. Yeah, like you said, it was a very high intense, uh, you know, two teams that will, you know, could see each other in the sectional down the road. Uh, and I think it was played that way, uh, even if the execution wasn't always there. I, and Isaiah Stafford, you mentioned, uh, he's he's a transfer from Boilingbrook, uh, Illinois, and uh, he was impressed. So I talked to him after the game a little bit, too. And, uh, you know, really, he said they play, they at his previous school, they played a really up-tempo, uh, energetic style and, and kind of similar uh, to what we saw from him on Saturday, uh, Carson did. He ended up with 11 points actually, and then James Smith at 11, and uh, Jalen Hooks, I believe, ended up with 10 points in that game. So, you know, pretty good balance. Like you said, it seems like they can turn to a few different guys this year. Uh, where last year was mostly sincere uh, McMahon, uh, Donovan Barnett's another guy. Didn't score a lot in that game, but he's capable of, of putting up double figure scoring as well. Uh, so I really like. Uh, Addicts' team, they will play Brownsburg on Wednesday. That'll be an interesting matchup as well. Uh, and like you said, uh, Trevor with Warren, I think you know Stanley ended up with 23. Uh, I really like uh, Donald Coates also. Man, he's I've seen him play twice now, and he is just uh, all over on the rebounds. I mean, he, he's just almost impossible to keep off the offensive glass. And I think he'll add an element. You know, once this team kind of figures everything out, uh, with the new pieces with Tay Davis and Coates and then adding to Stanley and Black uh, and, and what they already had, and that's not even mentioning uh, uh, Chandler as well. 
uh, Chandler Jackson, the junior. So, you know, they've got a lot of good pieces here. It's just I think I think Warren's just going to take a little time and a new coach uh, added to that too in uh, DeAndre Davis. So I think fair to uh, to give them a few weeks to kind of mesh together. Yeah, coach reminds me of, uh, you know, a few of those forwards from the 2018 uh, Warren Central team. Not the biggest guy, but lanky, lanky and athletic and really tough. I think he has a really good dimension to this team, uh, especially when you bring in, you know, players like Tay Davis and Malik Stanley that are really skilled. Um, coach kind of gives you that, that hard hat, worker-like uh, effort inside for him. I think it really adds something to their team. Yeah, it does. I, I he'll he'll be a great piece uh, for them as well. Uh, another game, you know, there was uh, what three other games we got to see uh, Burbuff and Avon. This was a game that you know was not originally on the schedule. Kind of a last minute uh, deal with some uh, some issues with other teams not being able to make it there. Uh, Burbuff pulls out a close win. I had a chance to see them play. Like I said, the previous night against Cathedral. Other than that first quarter, I thought uh, against the Cathedral played really well, played toe-to-toe with them uh, for the most part, and had that down to a 10-point game at the end of the third quarter. Uh, they're a little bit limited. They, they're not super deep at this point, but uh, Evan Altman, uh, through two games, has has played really well. And uh, Billy Smith got it going a little bit shooting-wise. And then Austin Azell, you know, he can also uh, give you some points. Anthony Hobson, I thought, did a nice job as well at point guard. But, you know, not a, not a super deep team uh, for Todd Howard. But, I, again, that starting lineup uh, can give you problems. I think Altman is, is, is definitely motivated and, and uh, playing really hard. And I thought against Cathedral for a large part of that game, he had 15 points in the, in the third quarter alone. And that uh, kind of brought them back, and then and then Smith kind of got it going from the outside. But you know, again, talk about a team in three A. You know, talked about Hammond. You know, and they're going uh, right up there with the top teams in four A. I think Burbuff is is also in three A going to be uh, be a factor this year uh, when you look at their size, and then uh, I think better guard play uh, for the most part than a, than a lot of three A teams will have. Yeah, like you said, you know, Altman and Billy Smith looks like are going to be consistent scorers for them. I'm just looking to see who that third option is going to be on a, a nightly basis for him. Um, obviously, if Austin Azell has his shot going, he could step up and be that guy. Maybe Anthony Hobson going to the basket could be another option. But I'm just looking for that third option to, to be able to put them in that upper tier of 3A team. But um, Altman, was, he had a great weekend. Just attacking the basket, they do a little dribble handoff, um, kind of a secondary break action where he gets downhill and yeah. nobody's been able to stop him yet on that play where Cathedral or, Burba, or uh, Avon, and he just uses his size once he gets around the basket and finishes so well. Um, obviously, off to a great start this year. Yeah, they hand it off to him on that left side, and he just is like a truck uh, going downhill. And, and uh, you know, they—they, they, I haven't seen anybody. I think Jake Davis took one charge on him, so that's uh, yeah. that, that was one time maybe. But he's really good at that, going to his right and uh, finishing at the basket. And, you know, I think he's off to a, a great start, obviously. And then Avon, uh, Trevor, they you know, almost a totally different team in a lot of ways for uh, Jeff Holloway this year after, you know, three of their players had transferred out, three of their top players. And, you know, I thought they looked pretty good. Mitchell O'Mara uh, had uh, 17 points in that game. And then uh, Krishan McCray, who did he did play a big role in that team last year in, a, in an excellent running back uh, for the football team, uh, super athletic uh, kid, had 16 points 
uh, for Avon in that game, and they actually took the lead uh, late in the in the third in that game, and had a had a chance had their chances in the fourth, and uh, you know fall a little bit short, but. You know, probably a you know a team. I think that you know a lot of players who have new roles and a lot bigger roles uh, with with uh, the transfers uh, leaving Avon. But uh, overall, I was I thought I thought they played pretty well. Yeah, I was really impressed with O'Mara and uh, Sean McCray. O'Mara's just effort. He was it seemed like he was all over the floor, getting his hands on loose balls and things like that, and then going to the basket, drawing fouls, getting to the free throw line. Um, I thought that one-two punch is going to be pretty hard to handle. Their athleticism, they can shoot it from the outside. Um, those two are really going to put a lot of pressure on the defense this year. So uh, I thought we were going to get a little free basketball in that one, Kyle, but uh, <laughs> couldn't couldn't hit the shot late. Overall, Avon's going to be a really good team, though. Even with losing all all those transfers, I think they're going to have you know a team that plays with a lot of energy and a lot of toughness and. You know, uh, O'Mara and McCray really uh, kind of powering their offense. We made up for it with the double overtime and the uh, nightcap. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then I, you know, the uh, uh, the game that Blackhawk Christian against uh, Hamilton turned out to not be uh, much of a game. Uh, uh, Blackhawk Christian won that one fairly easily. Uh, but really, again, you know, just to talk about, you know, Caleb First, who will be one of the front runners, I'm sure, for Mr. Basketball by the time all is said and done. Um, I thought he was, uh, you know, what we thought he was, as uh, Dennis Green once said. But, you know, I, I was not, not really, uh, you know, much of a game. I thought Blackhawk Christian, I think they're one of the best teams in the state. And they uh, they showed it, you know, and, and the Purdue recruit, uh, Caleb First, ended up with, uh, you know, uh, a, a kind of the game that we expect him to have with 23 points and uh, a lot of rebounds and, and just overall kind of controlled the the uh, the night there, uh, 57 to 30 win, and uh, you know Zane Burke and, and and Marcus Davidson are really good players as well. So you know we'll see Blackhawk again on Saturday, but uh, you know they they kind of you know they they were who we who we thought they were. Yeah, I think Blackhawk's one of the best teams in the state, regardless of class. Um, I, I would put them in that category last year. And- they brought back pretty much their whole team, so they're right back in it. Um, for them to start off the year with two 50-point victories against 4A teams kind of shows you where they're at as a team. Um, and then to beat, you know, Hamilton didn't have a great showing, but they have the pieces to be a solid team. They have good size, athleticism. Um, their skill wasn't bad. They just didn't make any shots. You know, Blackhawk held them to 30 points in that game, so... Um, overall, like you said, Caleb first, definitely one of the best players in the state, if not the best, and uh, clearly a Mr. Basketball candidate. It'll be interesting to see how that race shakes out down the stretch of the season. But um, overall, a great start to the season for Blackhawks. Um, and they, they're they a team that plays you know one of the toughest schedules in the state, even for a, a 2A team. They'll, they'll play anybody and go anywhere to, to have a good team or a have a good game so should be well seasoned to make a uh, another run in, in the state tournament this year yeah I look forward to seeing them play again uh, on Saturday and then the uh, the uh, the first game of the day I actually wasn't able to see this one and uh, I did talk to, to Steve Lynch about it a little bit later uh, as we were watching some other games you know and they he said it wasn't you know they, they played okay uh, they came back from a, a, a loss to Franklin Central on uh, Friday night 
and they beat uh, Gary 21st Century by 19 points uh, that morning in the first game of the day. But, uh, you know, again, Brownsburg playing without Pierce Thomas, who sh- who's should be back this week. He, ha- he was out again with, uh, you know, contact tracing situation. So, you know, they relied on Quentin Bragg, uh, Luke Lacey, uh, uh, Tyree Lackey, uh, Diallo. So the, all those roles kind of changed a little bit with Pierce Thomas out of the, out of the lineup. But, uh, you know, they're playing a very young uh, 21st century team. But, uh Obviously, a Brownsburg team that will look a lot different once uh, Pierce Thomas is added back to the mix. Yeah, I was really impressed with Brownsburg's defense. Um, that first half, they didn't let Gary 21st Century get any good looks um, inside the arc. That really suffocated their offense. Uh, um, like he said, Quentin Bragg had a good game, uh, tanking the basket. Luke Lacey, like he always is, um, really good defender, does all the dirty work for him. Um, so that's a team I'll, I'm interested to see them with Pierce Thomas because I haven't seen them play um, with Pierce yet this season. So, be interested to see um, what they're like with him in the fold uh, going forward. And let's let's kind of look ahead now. The the forum forum uh, tip off classic is uh, set for Saturday. Always one of the you know best uh, events uh, of the season. Fun to uh, kind of sit there and watch a bunch of games and cover a bunch of games in a single setting. Uh, like that. Uh, the lineup has changed somewhat. The first game now will be at 2 o'clock in uh, North Central and Franklin Central uh, in that first game, followed by Southport against uh, Gary Westside at uh, 3.30, and then Bar Reeve and North Harrison uh, set for 5 o'clock, and then a big one, uh, Silver Creek and Blackout Christian at 6.30. Uh, that is uh, kind of the, you know, we figure maybe that's the marquee game of the night, and then uh, Lawrence North in the uh, nightcap, we'll play uh, Cincinnati Moeller. Uh, that'll be an 8:20 uh, tip time. And again, this is all at Southport uh, Fieldhouse, but uh, will not be. Uh, you know, fans are, are. You know, it's not obviously. You can't just walk up and, and come in. It's family restricted to families and uh, essential personnel and media, pretty much. And the games will be on the uh, uh, ISC Sports Network uh, for streaming. Uh, but uh, you know, it should be a, another fun day. I know we'll both uh, plan to be there. Uh, Trevor, just kind of going through these games, you know, and we've talked about Franklin or uh, North Central uh, earlier, but uh, Franklin Central kind of a, su- a surprise so far. Uh, they played really well. Uh, Sam Metert uh, had a huge week uh, as they beat, uh, like I mentioned, Brownsburg on Friday, and then also earlier in the week beat uh, Lawrence Central in overtime. Uh, and I think you had a chance to be there, right, to see that game. Uh, yeah, I was there. Um, I think I might be uh, Metert uh, good luck charm. <laughs> Last year, we saw him have that big uh, first half against Perry Meridian, and then this game, he was completely dominant in the first half, and it's an overall great game from the seniors forward, but I uh, really like this Franklin Central team. Uh, Benny Agunier, uh, senior guard, really good for him, scores off the dribble, can hit outside shots, good size. Um, Franklin Central is another team that was hit by a couple big transfers, Jalen Small going out to Arizona and Jalen Hooks going to uh, Attics. So Benny has uh, stepped up into a major scoring role for him. It looks like it's going to go well for him uh, this season. Yeah, Gagne is a very good player, and, and Metard as well. Sometimes when you you know you lose talent, you never want to lose talent, but it kind of maybe uh, galvanizes the other guys a little bit and maybe kind of you know, allows your uh, your role players to fit into their pieces fit into their roles a little bit easier so you know that might be happening right now for Frank, Franklin Central that should be a really good game i think right away 
at uh, 2 o'clock on Saturday. And then uh, we'll get a chance to see Gary Westside and, and Jalen Washington and, and that uh, you know very good team. And, and talking to the, uh, the Hammond coach, Larry Moore, the other night, they feel like that's probably their best competition up in that area of the state. And uh, Jalen Washington, you know, it seems like he's been a little bit snake bit by injuries. Uh, at least during the high school seasons, he just hasn't been able to uh, to play. You know, last year had the the ACL, and then the previous year, his freshman year, I think only played seven games due to a, a, kind of a a freak uh, injury with the collarbone uh, slash shoulder situation. So uh, Southport gets a chance to see them the, uh, on their home court, and uh, I think it should be fun to see that uh, that that Gary Westside team play. Gary Westside is off to a two and zero start, and like uh, Peterson had a really good game last year uh, when they played down in this event, and uh, yeah, obviously they didn't have uh, Washington at that time, but uh, that should be a fun game on uh, on Saturday. And like I said, Southport's a team that uh, I think they'll be interesting as well. They lost their opener to uh, Ben Davis, uh, but uh, some young talent on that uh, squad for Eric Brand, and, and I think a team that. You know, by the uh, you know by the sectional time, or maybe even by the county tournament time, could be it could be a handful. Yeah, they played a bunch of freshmen last year, and you know all those guys with the experience now are really ready to start winning games. Basically, AJ Dancer from the guard position, a really good shooter and playmaker, and then you have Anthony Ball, another sophomore inside, this physical, athletic, uh, tough kid. So. This should be a good matchup. I think uh, Southport has the size and athleticism to to bother Westside, so it should be fun to see how they match up. Yeah, Southport had to uh, to miss. Uh, they're, they were supposed to open up with uh, Perry Meridian. That game uh, was uh, called off uh, or postponed at least due to a tracing situation. Uh, kind of like a lot of these teams have had to deal with so far. The uh, third game of the day, Bar Reeve and North Harrison, a battle of uh, of of two teams that have a lot of size. You know, Kurt Hop for uh, uh, Bar Reeve had to miss last year after transferring out. Uh, he's back and playing for Bar Reeve, and uh, LT Hatton for North Harrison, a big uh, you know six foot ten senior uh, for North Harrison who can who can shoot it some, and uh, that that should be a really intriguing game as well, Trevor. Yeah, I think Bar Reeve's the top. 1A team in the state for me. Um, with Kurt inside, and then you have Bryson Graber and um, 
Peg and Neff um, on a perimeter, I think that's a really good trio right there. And then, like you said, North Harrison, LT Hatton's about 6'10", and, and one of the best shooters in the state. It's a pure stroke from the outside, but they have a lot of weapons around him, too. Logan McIntyre's a good guard. Um, he's an Oakley, a, a junior forwards coming back from an ACL injury, so he's kind of coming along slowly, kind of like Washington. Um, once all their pieces are together, uh, they should be able to at least give uh, Silver Creek a game in that sectional down south in uh, 3A. North Harrison's off to a 1-1 one and one start, and uh, Bar Reeve, uh, they played one game uh, and won it so far, and they also played a night against uh, Bloomington South at home, and I believe that's the opening game at their, their new gym, if I remember that right. Uh, there to Bar Reef, so that should be uh, a fun game tonight as they host one of the the big schools in Class 4A uh, tonight. So, uh, and then the kind of I mentioned earlier, Silver Creek and uh, Blackout Christian, and you know Blackout Christian definitely looked the part uh, when we saw them on Saturday, and haven't had a, haven't had a chance to see Silver Creek yet uh, this season. Uh, Trey Kaufman uh, has been out with an ankle injury, but uh, in his absence, you know Cooper Jacoby has been. Uh, you know, lighting it up, and, and uh, you know, not a huge surprise. He's he's a really good player going to Toledo, uh, about six foot six. But uh, you know, they uh, even be, even beyond their Mister Basketball candidate, Silver Creek's pretty darn good, and uh, we'll expect uh, you know them to, uh, to 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 have a good season for sure uh, once they're fully healthy. But uh, even without Trey Kaufman in the lineup, they've been they've been tough to handle. Yeah, that was 78-74 last year. Uh, Jacoby had a had a really big game uh, that night at Southport, so it should be a fun rematch in uh, two Purdue recruits uh, going going against each other in uh, Kaufman and uh, um, first. First, lost my train of thought there. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to get hate from Purdue fans for getting uh, Caleb. Caleb, I, I do know Caleb's first name. I, I swear to God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then Lawrence North and uh, and Moeller, uh, Trevor in the in the fu- finale, and uh, you know we'll see Lawrence North again. I'm going to go see him uh, Wednesday night, but uh, you know Lawrence North team that you know we talked a lot about. Moeller has an IU recruit on their side as well, uh, Trevor. So that should be should be a fun matchup to see Logan Duncan against uh, against the Wildcats. Yeah, Logan Duncan Duncan's a handful inside, really skilled, big time motor at six ten, good athlete. Yeah, I was going to say that's not exactly how Lawrence North, uh, you know, p- 
plays all the time. They can play that way, but uh, I think to their benefit would like to get out and, and play a little bit more fast tempo. So that should be also the, the nightcap game should be a lot of fun. Should just be a good, a good day of basketball, five games, uh, at the forum tip off classic at Southport on Saturday, uh, Trevor, anything else that's kind of uh, caught your eye so far, uh, a couple weeks into the season, uh, up to this point. And, and I think we'll find out a lot more here in the next, uh, next week or so, but most teams have now played, you know, at least played one game and, and some have played three or four, but, uh, anything that's kind of caught your eye so far this season? Um, I don't think there's anything too huge that's popping out so far. I'm thinking just mainly, um, kind of seeing where the seniors are at after not having a, a major AAU season. You know, like Isaiah Swope, the, the unsigned guys, like Isaiah Swope for Castle Down South, he had a huge game against Floyd Central over the weekend with 33 points. Um, just seeing where those unsigned guys are, are at. Um, Ron Davis for Bowman Academy had a really good game against the Cathedral to start off the year. So, for me, it's just those unsigned guys who didn't have a great AAU, you know, exposure with D1 guys not being able to see them this summer. Um, I just want to see where those guys are at, and it looks like a lot of those players are, are off to strong starts trying to get that, you know, either more college offers or their first college offers. So that's the major thing for me to start the year. Like uh, Brian Waddell. Yeah, exactly. He's off to a great start. And, He's another guy. He started drumming up a lot of college interest with his uh, end to uh, last season where he had a bunch of 20-point games, and he's uh, picked up right where he left off. Where He's grown a bit, and his game's definitely improved. He's always been a really good shooter, but he's finding ways to score you know, inside the arc, too. So he's definitely one of those guys that's right on the cusp of uh, more D1 offers. I'm looking forward to seeing them. I'm going to go see them Friday night. Uh, they play Noblesville. Carmel's three and zero so far. Uh, they beat uh, Columbus North, Lawrence Central, and Zionsville uh, all fairly uh, handily in those three games. And playing a Noblesville team, I'm curious to see uh, in person as well for the first time. Uh, a team that really they gave Carmel a really uh, tough battle last year in the sectional. Uh, but uh, came up a bit short. But uh, John Peckinpah, I think he does a nice job there. They're uh, two and one so far. Lost to Tinley in a one pointer, and then uh, beat Columbus East and and uh, Beach Grove. So uh, that should be a, a good game on Friday night. We'll, I'm, I'm curious to see Carmel uh, with most of their team coming back from last year, kind of like Lawrence North in a similar situation, uh, with most of their team coming back from a really good team. So. Uh, that will be a Friday night game, but uh, like I said, we'll we'll be out at Southport on uh, on a Saturday. Uh, limited uh, crowd and, and and media there, but uh, look forward to seeing you there, Trevor. And should be a, a good day of basketball. Yeah, I always look forward to this event, and uh, it should live up to the hype again with so many great players and individual matchups there. Uh, plus, it looks like the teams are pretty evenly matched in each game too. So should be another great day over at Southport. Yeah, hard to see any blowouts on that uh, on that lineup there. I think they should all be pretty good games. But uh, appreciate you uh, coming on here, Trevor, and uh, look forward to seeing you again here this week. Oh, thanks for having me, Kyle. And definitely, uh, it'll be uh, a little disappointing not to have Shark run to the hospitality room and watch your bag this weekend. But uh, it should be a, a good one. Uh, Shark will be there in spirit, and uh, I'll keep I'll keep a spot where he would be watching my bag. Um, you know, keep that keep that spot for him in in, in, in memory. All right, thanks, Trevor. Uh, thank you, Kyle.